Howdy folks, and thanks for checking out How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, the podcast for home sellers to save you big bucks. I'm Dave Johnson. Thanks for dialing up the old program. And on this edition, we've got the six big things sellers need to consider when you are reviewing offers. This is How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, a podcast specifically designed to get you the highest price for your home. A step-by-step guide to making all the right moves as you move and avoid all the pitfalls that can cost you tens of thousands. Here's the host of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price, global real estate advisor, Dave Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Welcome to How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price. We're going to try to make this second episode of our second season quick and painless, quick and dirty. Let's roll through the six big things sellers need to consider when they're reviewing offers. Now, yes, uh, most markets across America are still experiencing multiple offer situations mainly due to a very limited supply, just not a lot of homes out there on the market. So what do you do? Well, you review lots of offers as a home seller, that's for sure. It's a great time to sell, but you have to make sure you're doing it right or you're leaving tens of thousands of dollars potentially on the table if you, for instance, hire the wrong realtor or you make some of the wrong steps or you don't take care of those minor fixes before you hit the market. Anyway, you, you've seen the other 21, 22 episodes, so that's kind of the stuff you need to worry about. But in this edition, we've got the six big things sellers need to consider when they're reviewing offers. And number one, obviously, the cash. It comes down to the money. Uh, that's a big doy, but yes. And the reason I put that at number one, yes, it's one of the most important but it's often the only one that sellers look at is how much are you offering me, uh, me for my house? And yes, it's a very important factor, but the other five are equally important. Let me have that sink in for a second. The other five that I'm about to tell you about are equally important as to the amount of money they're going to give you for your home. And that's because, yeah, the, somebody could offer you, you know, 10, 20% above what you're asking for for your home. But if you don't take a look at the other five, there could be some hints in these other five that show you this deal may never close. And that's part of why these other five are so important. So, yes, number one, I'll give it to you. That's the money. But number two, the earnest money deposit. How much are they willing to put on the line for this home. Sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes stuff happens. And how much are they willing to put on the line to get this done? So there's three things when it comes to money, though. The financial, the overall price they're willing to pay for the home. That's number one. Number two is the earnest money deposit. And that's an important factor. But then number three on the list is, and number three on the list for this episode as well, is how much are they putting down on the home? 
very important factors, and those are all three very different things. So, for instance, for just argument's sake, let's say I have a $500,000 house, just because it's an easy round number, and somebody wants to offer $525,000, and they're only going to put down in, uh, for earnest money, maybe $1,000. Red flag. I don't like that. As As your realtor, I would go back and say, uh okay how about we get this earnest money up to about five thousand then we can talk and let's say on the five hundred and twenty five thousand dollar offer they're only willing they're only putting down let's say ten thousand dollars that's a little scary and it all relates to how likely is this offer actually going to close Is this really going to happen? And that's something that you have to review with your real estate professional. And again, if you need help finding a real estate professional, let me know. I can. uh, I have a network of professionals all across the world, not just the country, but uh, all across the world with Sotheby's International Realty, and I'd be happy to help. But uh, those are the big three when it comes to the money part of it. The actual offer the earnest money deposit, and the down payment. Number four, obviously still money-related, but not actually money, but it's the loan type or if it's a cash offer. Now, those are all very important factors because different loans are harder to get approved and if you have a loan at all. But a lot of people will just take a look at that cash offer and they're like, they offered us 505,000. We were only asking for 500,000. Honey, we should take this offer for 505,000 cuz it's all cash. We can close quick. Can you though? You'll want to make sure you have a something called a proof of funds. And if you have a professional, very high skilled realtor, they should be getting that for you. And so many people end up in a situation where they get a cash offer and they're like, okay, we accept. We don't care. We accept that cash offer, even though we had a higher offer that was a, a, a VA loan or an FHA loan or whatever. They're like, ah, we'll take the lower offer for the cash. Yes. Did you take a look at the proof of funds? Is it legit? Because, yeah, we could, we're as realtors, we're used to seeing tons of pre-approval letters and pre-authorizations when it comes to the loans And are the clients qualified and all that jazz? But cash is often overlooked by a lot of agents. They're like, oh, great, it's cash offer. Let's go. Uh, But have you actually seen the proof of that cash? Seen some bank statements? Is that real? Let's talk. You want to get that verified before you move forward with a cash offer. Yes, cash is king. Cash offers are great as long as they are legit and they fall through all the time because they don't end up being legit. So be careful with those cash offers. While they're great, they can also be sketchy if you're not uh, doing the right things. Number five on the list of big things sellers need to consider when reviewing offers, contingencies. And if you don't know what a contingency is, it's just basically an opt-out, so to speak. So you have an inspection contingency, a loan contingency, an appraisal contingency. All of these appraisal, all of these contingencies, I mean, uh, can derail a deal. So for instance, if you've got an inspection, uh, an inspection 
contingency. I'm getting all my words mixed up. But if you have an inspection contingency and you find out the house is sliding down the hill uh, through the inspection process, a buyer can simply walk away and say, yep, we're not going to proceed because of our inspection contingency. We're going to walk away and we're going to take our earnest money with us. Have a good day. Happens all the time. So that's where, yeah, that cash offer is much better because they can waive that appraisal contingency often. They can obviously waive the loan contingency. And sometimes they're waiving the inspection contingency. I would never recommend. Well, I shouldn't say never. You never know. But I I highly suggest you always get an inspection. You can certainly say $0 in repairs. But it's important as a buyer to know what you're getting into anytime you're purchasing a house. So if you have a seller who is adamant that they don't want any inspections done, I would tell, honestly advise you move on to the next house because they could be hiding something and they know something major is wrong with the home and they don't want you to find out before that offer goes through and they sign it without an inspection. So those inspection contingencies are huge, but a lot of people are waiving them in this market, in this crazy competitive market. So take a look at the contingencies, and yes, the fewer the better when it comes to a seller because the fewer equals more likely to close. And number six on the big things sellers need to consider when reviewing offers, not just your timeline. Yes, close of escrow and your closing date is certainly negotiable between the seller and a buyer, but what about that rent back? Sellers are king right now, and if you want uh, to stay in the home post-close, you've got the power to do that. So if, for instance, you decide you know, you're know you going to sell your house for $500,000, you are going to list your house, I should say, for $500,000, you are going to do it, uh, you know, let's say, May 1st, but you don't actually want to be out of the house until September, great, close in June, Closing, let's say clo- close July 1st, just as an example, and then request a rent back from, this, uh, from the buyers. Often, by the way, rent backs are free because sellers control so much of the market right now. So a rent back can be a very, very appealing option while a seller is either waiting for a home to be built or waiting for a move to happen or waiting for a cross-country move to happen. So not only your timeline on the closing date is very important, obviously, but also if you do need a rent back, that's something you can do and can request. And a lot of sellers simply don't know that, simply don't know that they have that power to do that and that it is legal So I've seen it happen a ton in our crazy market of uh, very few listings, very few uh, homes for buyers to choose from. Happens all the time where, you know, if it's a month or two, often buyers are saying, yes, we'll do a rent back, no problem, and free of charge. You You get the house, you get your house that you're vacating free of charge. Now, make sure you have the rent back forms properly filled out by your real estate professional to make sure that you are covered in case uh, the sellers trash the house, just as an example, or if there's a a giant, uh, as an example, a big water leak that happens, 
uh, between close and when you take possession after that rent back period, you're going to want to make sure that you have all that uh, document documented to cover you. Uh, you know, our forms have security deposits and all that jazz, so it's something to definitely take a look at to make sure you're doing properly. But yes, a rent back is certainly an option that is on the table in this market because sellers are dominant because there are just so few homes on the market. So those are the big six, the six things sellers should be considering when reviewing offers. Yeah, everybody just thinks it's about the cash, but it's really about those five other things that are just as important. So money, earnest money deposit, down payment, loan type or cash, and do you have proof of that cash, uh, contingencies, and your timeline slash rent back. There you go. We've knocked out season two, episode two of how to sell a home for the highest price. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions about real estate whatsoever, certainly uh, reach me online. My web address is justplaindave.com. Uh, my phone number is 775-863-8880. I'd love to answer any of your questions if you have them. Uh, and uh, tune in again right here on this podcast. We'll have another episode very soon. Thanks so much for listening. Look for new episodes of How to Sell a Home for the Highest Price every Monday and click subscribe so they'll show up for you automatically and get on the right track to saving yourself a load of cash by making the right moves when you're ready to sell. And if you need help finding a quality real estate agent in your area, just contact Dave at www.justplaindave.com.